I think that's right. Oh, that's in the first one, right? When yeah. Jim Carrey's doing that to Steve Carell. Yeah. Steve Carell's so good at that shit, dude. Mm. All right. Ah, hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. Hold on, bitch. Were you just recording that entire thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to cut it out or not later. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. And we are going to be talking about episode 205, Says Who. <laughs> um, I think I think it needs to be pronounced that way, right? It's not like Says Who. Oh, no, I guess it is Says Who. Yeah. Says Who. What is that even about? I'm, well, okay. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously talk about it. Yeah. But I think it applies to all the various stories, mm-hmm. like, pretty well now that I think about it. Okay, cool. Well done, Seventh Heaven. Did you get it? I got it. Um, so the Amazon Prime synopsis, synopsis for this episode is Simon's experiment with mind control backfires when Matt turns the tables and convinces him that he's shrinking. Which, I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah. But I will say this, though. Once again, as I want to do, I read the synopsis, the, the synopsis before I watched the episode. Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting a much more straight. I, or I, I thought that this synopsis was a little bit more um, like poetic than what to, than what I could actually expect in the episode oh. until about five minutes in when you're like, oh, no, it's literally about shrinking. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> They're not, it's not a metaphor for anything. It's literally about shrinking. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, it's, that's exactly it. The episode starts with um, Simon and Eric in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just going to play this clip and it's like, it's, it's perfect. And then we'll just talk about it. Yeah, dad, but 38 people killed themselves so they can get on a UFO and some guy got them to believe his specific crazy belief that that was going to happen. How'd he do that? Well, Simon, when people keep telling you something over and over again, it, it starts to seep in, and you start to think something's wrong with you if you don't believe it, too. It's like your mind isn't your own anymore. And it's sad for them and for their families, for everybody involved. Yeah, because if those... Okay. So that's basically how this whole thing gets started. Um, Simon sort of, as Eric's reading the paper, sees the, this news item about mm-hmm. Heaven's Gate or whatever. Yeah. And it's not like we're supposed to know about all these details because Simon just basically says 38 people killed themselves mm-hmm. in the belief that they're going to hop a UFO to the next life or whatever. Oh, wait a minute. Do you, do you remember that? Is that a true story? You don't remember this. No. I just thought they just like made it up in the no, universe no, of the no, show. No, no. I remember reading this in the newspaper. Oh, shit. Um, well, okay. So Heaven's Gate, is that what they yeah, were calling these, it? It's a real thing? Yeah, these people, like they committed suicide and they covered themselves in, with a sheet of purple. Yeah. And they were all wearing Nikes, I think. 
Okay. That's what happened. That was like their thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just, I don't remember. Okay. I mean, it was 1997. Uh-huh. I was a kid. It's not like I remember the details. I just remember that image. Everyone wearing purple. Not wearing, sorry. Covering themselves in, with a purple sheet. Like like a bed sheet? Yeah. Oh. And All right. basically. And how did they bodies, kill themselves? That I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember that. I just remember seeing images of people's bodies laying in bed with a purple oh. sheet over them. Oh shit! Yeah. So and oh I shit! Eat. So so it wasn't even like they came together and they ceremoniously murdered themselves. Like I, I, they, they everyone just like took the Kool Aid in bed and were like went much. off to a peaceful slumber. Yeah, pretty much. What and like uh, some people, I think, I I mean, I hope I'm not m- making this up. I feel like I had this image where there were some people laying in a single bed and then some laying in bunk beds. Oh, oh! So maybe they were in some sort of complex yeah, or something maybe. where they were all staying. But I remember and, seeing hmm. that as a kid and just went what the hell happened and that's not the jim jones thing because jim jones didn't have purple i don't think think okay interesting is it the jim jones thing well jim jones i know was like famously like the wasn't that the kool-aid thing i i guess i mean like they all they all like because because jim jones had they had the colony right so they had their own space they knew it like they were living like a full-on community of people like a commune or whatever yeah and so they had these white knights things when they would like practice what it was going to be like Mm -hmm. and so in their courtyard area they they all gathered like stood in line took their kool-aid drank it and went off to die yeah but maybe it was the purple sheet i don't know i'm trying to find something that would bring up his name right now and like the guy that basically I I I wouldn't be surprised if it is the Jim Jones thing that they're referencing. I probably like cuz that's like the most famous instance of this, oh, right? Oh man, there's a Heaven's Gate cult initiation tape. Part oh. one on YouTube. Yeah, okay, we're not watching that. No, I don't watch. <laughs> so okay, so it's not Jim Jones then. So Heaven's Gate was his own thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. see, I was right. They were in bunk beds. Okay, done. Cool. All right. Well, that's that. So okay, so it is based in some sort of truth yeah. of reality then. And I guess then, well, that, see that and that just colors the whole thing differently for me now. Cause, oh, really? How well, so? kind of. So, because when I thought that the show was just like tackling that as a concept, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like, I can see why that's worth tackling, whatever. Yeah. But now, for like, now it cheapens oh. it a little bit. Now it makes it about a real thing, and they're just like they're 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 like talking shit about something straight out of the headlines. Like, that's Kinda weird. Like the Simpsons. Well, not really, but a hundred times worse, I yeah. guess. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't well, watch no, the Simpsons. Well, no, if you think about it, they just try to stay current. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're feeding into the culture and they made an episode about the culture. I suppose so. I mean, I suppose so. It's just, I don't, I don't need that from Seventh Heaven. You know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I don't need them to be all like, oh, what's the new hot topic we can talk to kids about? You know, like. <laughs> we can talk about a cult and a church and find out what the difference is. Yeah. So anyway, so what leads from this conversation that he and Simon or that Eric and Simon have is yeah. that um, Eric um, decide not decides. I don't know what the right word is because I don't think it's convinces. But Eric talks to Simon and says, like, why don't you try an experiment and try to convince through subtle insistence mm-hmm. um, your siblings that you're shrinking. Yeah. And just don't just don't do it on Ruthie because, you know, she's young and impressionable and blah, 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 which I don't really understand that either. Like, I can't I can't think as a writer what why they didn't want him to be trying to convince Ruthie either. 
Is it because the actress wouldn't be able to pull it off or because they like it when the two of them are in cahoots together? Maybe they like them when they're in cahoots together, but I mean, I would be kind of weary as a parent. Like, you know, if, okay, if I want my kids to try this experiment, oh, I think... To like on, on the real young... Yeah, on the real young, uh, don't do that. What it might do. Yeah, okay. they're still trying to develop their construct of things. And so if you go in there and you tell them to believe this and then take it away from them, that kid would be sure, like, what sure, did sure, you sure. just do to me? That, and that's fair. And of course, that's exactly kind of the, the yeah. moral of the story at yeah. the end anyway. So... Um, uh, my computer just did some weird shit. <laughs> Technical difficulties, folks. Um, looks like we're still in business, so I'm just going to power through. Yeah. Okay, so so anyway, so Eric's like, yeah, why don't you try it? Try to, like, give your siblings, like, subtle clues mm-hmm. and, like, insi- you know, like, keep driving home the message that, like, you're shrinking, you're shrinking, and yeah. see what happens. Because that's essentially what Eric argues this cult leader did to all these people and got mm-hmm. them to like kill themselves for the sake of the afterlife or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and of course like Matt walks in right away after that. And so Simon like puts his wheels into motion already and starts saying things like, Oh, that's weird. Like I thought I used to come up higher to you, you know, and like starts planting those seeds of doubt and whatever. Um, it's always Matt. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try everything Matt. out on him first, and let's see how it works out. Yeah. Um, well, and then what happens is, like, so he also tries to do that same sort of tactic of, well, no. So throughout the episode, we see Simon, um, with the help of Ruthie, yeah. continue to try to, like, um, I, I, again, I'm losing my, like, my words are failing me, but, like, for example, they're sitting on the couch, right? Yeah. And when Matt walks in, he, like, um, he and uh, Simon and Ruthie are talking about how, like, his feet don't touch the ground when he sits on the couch. Mm-hmm. And Simon's like, oh, you're sitting too far back in the seat. Just, like, come up and, you yeah. know, whatever. And so Simon's like, okay. And he comes up a little bit and his feet still don't touch, you know? And so Simon, so Matt's like, that's weird. And he, like, walks away, whatever. We find out that Simon had, like, padded the couch with, like, phone books and stuff yeah. to, like, raise it up a little bit, you know? I just love how... I, I- I love how clever he is, or I love how they've written him to be this. I know player. he's so funny, and and Eric even says like somebody with your charm and charisma yeah. and stuff like oh, boy, you can. Know what charisma means. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like that's exactly the type of person it takes to be a cult leader. It's like you need to have that ability to like charm people, you know, and like yeah. get them under your spell, so to speak. Um, and Simon oozes that, um, but and then Ruthie's whole thing in this is her line after everything that Simon does is you should see a doctor. Yeah. Every day you should see a doctor. <laughs> and I think, and I think she ad libbed it in like in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and then Simon was like, good touch, you know, like yeah. nice one, like keeps doing that. So like, so now Ruthie's whole thing is like, anytime Simon does one of his things, <laughs> Ruthie falls it up with, you should see a doctor. Um, and then, and then he tried, he tries to pull a fast one on the girls, so Annie, Lucy, and Mary are in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and Simon walks in with Ruthie, 
and tries to like or he opens up the cupboard to get a glass for water or whatever yeah and he keeps like not being able to reach it. he's like jumping to reach it and stuff and the and i think mary like notices that's yeah. like what's going on and ruthie is like subtly like looking like shifty eyed you know between simon and the girls like to see if it's working kind of thing and so cute. so cute and then so mary's like here like she goes up and takes the glass and simon like plays on plays it off like that's so weird. I could have reached this. Yes. Like, or like I, I, I was able to reach this yesterday, yeah. you know, like I couldn't do this without you, whatever. And then of course, Ruthie, you should, you should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, Andy's not really falling for it. Cause she's just like looking at him from like the side. Just- well, Andy's not falling for it. And when Simon says like, I couldn't have done this without you. Like, I think I'm shrinking. Mary's like not fast enough, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know? So like, there's not working on them. Um, and so Simon decides like he's going to try to play them one by one as opposed to in a group because it might be easier to like mm-hmm. influence somebody individually than in a group, And he breaks which is down. very smart, yeah. very smart and true. I think he's like, if you get Matt, then everybody else will fall for it. That's right. That's right. So he's like focusing all his attention on Matt. And so Annie finally confronts them as they're like putting lifts in Ruthie's shoes. Dude, the, the, <laughs> how far these kids go? Craziness. You, wait, hold on. You got to appreciate it when kids will do this though. Oh yeah. I, it, like if I were to have a kid and they would pull this kind of shit, I'd be like, you know what? You're going places. I mean, they're not <laughs> in terms of like, you know, they're not hurting anybody. They're no, not they're being not. like truly mischievous or anything. It's like, they're, it's fun. I think it's fine. I think it's funny. And I think it's fine that Eric suggested this to be a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause why not let's roll with it you're let's not you're not hurting your kids like you know they're not mm-hmm. like it's not like a big deal um so annie finally confronts the two of them like what's going on i know you guys are being shifty like something's not right yep. you know um and so they tell her their plan and then of course as they're talking to her um matt is like walking by and like here's the whole thing mm-hmm. which i have two questions about okay I'm how thin are these walls thank you in their house or how loud are they being? Like, it's not even muffled. Like, when Matt walks by the door, he's not even trying to listen. And he hears everything, mm-hmm. plain as day, as if they were right out in the hallway with him. Like, that's so unrealistic. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what are we doing here? I remember getting annoyed at that. And also seeing... Just, I, I don't know how to explain it, but did it look like Matt was offended? Yeah, well, Matt was like, oh, they're, oh, they're trying to pull a fast one on me. I'll pull a fast one on them. I mean, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was. I just remember thinking, oh, here we go. I didn't register like offense on his face more than like maybe scheming. Yeah, just, just like like thing. annoyance. Like, ooh, I, I'll get you. You know, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is all the pranks that Matt plays on Simon. A lot worse. All I'm thinking is though. When did you have the time? Oh, I know that too. <laughs> when so, did you have the time? so cut to like Simon's playing, um, like with the ball or whatever in the hallway, mm-hmm. and Mary walks by and makes a comment about how his pants are like more bunched up at the bottom, yeah. you know, and and he's like, "That's how they always are." Like, I like him like this, whatever. But of course, she's like, "Oh, maybe you are shrinking," or I don't know. She like she like plants. She just like throws it out there, or whatever, yeah. and like walks away, and that gets him thinking. 
And then he comes to his room and he's trying to get his clothes out of the closet. And the clothes are like way high. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like out of reach. Like I he's I like, reach this. I was here yesterday. Like I got this. And Ruthie, of course, is like completely unhelpful. She's like, I have to stand on a st- on a chair to get my clothes. <laughs> Not helpful at all. Um and then and then of course then Simon goes up to like his poster and he's like I usually reach the door handle and he like looks and he sees that he only reaches the tire this time. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh my god, I'm definitely shrinking. <laughs> like something's wrong." So he starts like panicking about it, whatever. And then um and he's all like down in the dumps. So what that What does Matt say to him? When? Do you remember in the room? After he's come clean? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, so as he's trying to reach oh, up for yeah. the closet, then Matt hands him the clothes. Yeah. And then he hugged him. He goes, I swear, when I hugged you yesterday, you were taller or whatever. And then he goes, maybe you are shrinking into nothingness. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe you're shrinking. He, doesn't he say something like, like oh, because okay, he goes, maybe you are shrinking. And then Ruthie's like, you should see a doctor. Like with genuine concern now. And, yeah. And... Matt's like, yeah, before you shrink into nothingness. And so, of course, now Simon is like all but hurt. And he's like, he's like totally just like lying in bed, can't do anything, like just out of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when Annie is like, what's going on? He tells her. And Annie's like immediately like, Matt, get in here. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Okay. And, and, and I love how she tries to like console him by saying like, but look, honey, your charm and charisma worked. It just worked on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, don't like, don't feel bad. Um, but he's like, but he's like, no, I really am shrinking. Don't you get it? They believe it now and it's happening and whatever. So Matt comes in and admits that he lifted everything up and let out his hems of his pants, yeah. you know, and all that stuff to like make it look like he's getting smaller, but he won't believe it. So Annie is like, take him to the doctor, prove yep. it, prove it to him. And so they go and it turns out Simon's like an inch and a half taller in the last year and he's like broader in the chest. And I like how they still brought out Matt's fear of the doctor's office. I know. I caught that too. Okay. Did you also catch the money thing? Yes. That was a weird tidbit, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, um, so after Simon and Ruthie like leave the room or whatever, Matt's like, do I have to take him to the doctor? And she's like, yes, you do. And you should also take a couple weeks allowance because I don't think height confirmation is covered in our insurance. Yeah. And so and that like that's a funny joke, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought and I thought for sure, like maybe it was going to lead to like give Simon your allowance or whatever. Yeah. But it, it it like it's just right there. And then at dinner after they've been confirming their height or whatever, Mary, I mean, Annie pointedly asks uh, Matt, did they take the money? And yeah. he's like, no. And she's like, that's weird. Like, she she does like a that's weird face. But it leads nowhere. Like, yeah. it leads to nothing. It's like, why are we even talking about this? Who cares? <laughs> like, it's so weird. I, I, I didn't get it. And I don't. Yeah, it's not necessary. That's it. I feel, I feel like necessary. I feel like they cut out either a, a line or a scene or something where that money was going to come into play because there's no way you bring it up twice. It's like smoking gun or like, yeah. you know, it's like Chekhov's gun. It's like, you don't bring up the money and then not ever see it again. You know, like weird. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like they cut something out there. Um, but yeah, so all's well that ends well. Mm-hmm. Simon's like, I'm tall. I'm big. I'm happy. It's all good. I'm not shrinking. Blah, blah. And everyone goes back to normal. As always. Yeah. Everyone always goes back to normal. (laughs) Of course.
But whenever you were hearing that whole conversation between cult and or being charismatic, all that stuff, uh-huh. did anything come into your mind? Like, uh, like like cults that you know of? Oh, Andrew Keegan's cult. <laughs> Dude, I completely forgot about that. Story. What were you thinking? Well, I've been <laughs> I've been watching um, Leah Remini's thing. The who? The, oh, Leah, Leah Remini's thing. The, yeah, the Scientology. I finished it. So I, I watched it all, and all. I, dude, yeah, very scary, very creepy. I mean, I've already seen Going Clear, which is I try HBO. not to get too bogged into Scientology stuff, honestly, because I feel like that shit will osmosis me uh, into like weird. I don't. I mean, no, I don't really I mean, believe that, but I can't be dealing with that shit. Well, I know, but I for me, I'm trying to. Under, I'm very curious so i'm just Mm. like okay so how did how do they get away with it and so they kind of break it down so it's very interesting to understand the legalities of things like that like taxpayer money whatever they break that down to and then um if there's a lawsuit against them how that works out so they go into that and for me that was fun Mm. um and then of course they go into david miscavige so who now? David Miscavige, the guy that basically is like the head honcho of psychology. Oh, see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I found it very interesting and I I just couldn't stop watching it. it, it was Does like, she talk about in that, in her show or in Going Clear, do they talk about why there are so many celebrities? Because are, like, are they being targeted for Scientology or is it because they have so much money that they're drawn to it? Um... They're very much catered to. Okay. That's what, that's what he said. That's what both uh, Mark Rinder, or is it Mike Rinder? Now I'm missing that. Now I'm messing that up. But basically, um, I'm going to just say Rinder. And Leah, basically, they were talking about how they're just completely catered to. and. But that's once they're in, right? Mm, yeah, but even before. They tried the way they try to get you and try. to. So they go after them specifically because that's where the money is. I mean, because they don't care about me. If I join, I have nothing. Right. True. true. However, um, and they they asked Leah, like, why didn't you get Kevin James to be part of the church? And she talks about Kevin James because he's in the church of Adam Sandler. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, No. And then he said, he's like, don't look at me with that Tom Cruise glare. And but. I, I just, I don't know. and um, We should I, have known. We should have known that shit was weird the minute he started jumping on couches, man. I'm sorry. I was a natural skeptic since I was a kid. like Of him or Scientology? Of all of it. Like oh. him and Scientology. <laughs> don't you ever Yeah, remember? but I didn't know that he was this big Scientologist until okay. people started talking about how okay. crazy he is because he started jumping on couches. Serious question. You lived in Hollywood. I lived in Hollywood. When your parents drove by that big Scientology building, yeah. what did your parents say to you? Nothing. We really? never talked about it. We, I never talked about Well, I, we wouldn't talk Wait, about it until... Wait, are, are you talking the Celebrity Center that, that's behind no, Ivy or no, the no. big blue thing? The big blue thing. Oh, that, I mean, we never talked about that either, but now I have a better visual. <laughs> the one on Fountain. Um, yeah, yeah, where it's like the apartments and it's yeah, like the whole thing. I swear, I, I can hear my parents just telling me no that you don't go there <laughs> like i remember my parents yeah like that i don't i mean we never talked about it for sure i would bring it up because i would ask them what the hell is this because i i would look up i'm like what is scientology and i remember as a kid having a hard time i was like 
Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and yeah, and we went to school around there too. So I mean, we, yeah. like that that blue building has been a fixture of our lives, yes. like forever. So and 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 in a, it's a fixture of Hollywood. It's like mm-hmm. it might as well just be a landmark. You know what I mean? Planet like Kaiser. Yeah, yeah, it's huge, and it's and it's like a full on. It's a whole street. Yeah. Like or I, it's not quite a block, but like it. Ha- I mean, it is basically a block. It him. is basically a block. Yeah, they do have their own little like. Street. It looks like a college, you know how like college yes. streets where it's like a street, but no one's driving, mm-hmm. you know, but like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's all like brick lined yeah. and paved and shit. That's exactly what it's like. And, um, I mean, I don't know why I'm going to the details for our listeners. Like who cares? But, someone out of California might be this. But, but that's where they have apartments and stuff. So like people yeah. who have basically like layman people mm-hmm. who have basically like given their entire lives and like literally all of their money to Scientology, yeah. they get put up at this place. And so you eat what they give you. You listen to what they li- like. It's like you're like you are living inside this community and you don't really get to do much else pretty much and i also remember asking my parents why does everybody why is everybody wearing a uniform i never noticed the uniform i noticed the uniform and in my mind it it was like are they going to school (laughs) (laughs) i I mean basically they're going to classes and stuff i used to work i shouldn't say this i'm not gonna drop names and i'm not gonna say where i worked but i will say that i had a job in college um and it was like it was like a total part time. I was getting paid cash under the table and stuff. But um, the owners were total Scientologists. Yeah, I mean, and it was it wasn't like they were like converting anybody. It, it was like, and mind you, fine. I worked at a Curves. People, I still won't drop names, and I won't say where. I will say it's not there anymore. But. Um, I worked at a curse and so you know like it's not like they had Scientology brochures all over the gym and it's mm-hmm. not like they were like anybody that walked through the door had to like be told about it and stuff I just knew it because um my bosses talked about it like talked about how like oh yeah they have to go to class or whatever and so like that's how I knew about it but it, they weren't like shoving it down anyone's throats you know yeah like to that end but um yeah but they were totally part of it and and they were loaded mm-hmm. and um i don't even know why they like had why they franchised the curves i guess cuz they could and like the money was pretty good for a time mm-hmm. but she would talk and she had kids too mind you like the daughter of the owner the oh. like the daughter had kids and she was like giving all her money to Scientology and like bringing more kids into the world and it's like Crazy. ridiculous like i can't i don't even know man it's a nightmare yeah they they break it they go into and they break it down like what happens to families and how they do get separated yeah yeah someone is not a believer and mm-hmm. or as they say a suppressive yeah believer. and this chick too like i've like i met her husband mm-hmm. and her husband was like this total hottie and like I totally like had a crush on him or whatever, but it makes me wonder, like, did they meet in the church? Did they meet? And she was like, by the way, I'm part of this. Like you are too now. Like, get, like it's so interesting to me how that shit spreads, you know? Yeah. Subtle I, insistence. I, I totally remember my parents just like, you don't go there. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I mean, yeah. Like I, I suppose my only inkling about what Scientology was, was like, Oh, like the kooks behind that wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
it's I mean, you know, <clears throat> I guess because it's such a fixture of our lives it really was it's almost like white noise like you know like you know how like if you live by the train tracks long enough you stop hearing them if you live by scientology long enough you stop seeing the building yeah like oh sorry about that i have like this image in my mind that these people have um that they look at us and they think those poor unfortunate souls oh they totally do but i like what eric says here because when simon because be, right before the clip that we played, um, there's a moment when Simon first a- first asks the question, like, why or how did this happen or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And Eric's like, well, you know, somebody, like, um, made them believe that this is the thing and they believed it. And he's like, yeah. oh, it's like church, right? And then, but Eric goes into a whole thing about, like, how it's not like church, first of all. And also, like, because we in church we have a community and we have beliefs and principles and faith and stuff, but we're also accepting and loving of those outside of that community, mm-hmm. regardless of whether what they believe, like we love those people yeah. and we want them to be one with us mm-hmm. as opposed to a cult where it's like us versus them, blah, blah, blah. He says, yeah, but I like that. That's what I like when, when religion or when faith, I should say, is done right, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, it's done that way. It's done where it's like, I have faith, I have beliefs, yeah. and it's fine if you don't, but I love you just the same. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to like treat you like you're the devil because you don't have my same beliefs. I'm not going to say, like, get out of my face because you don't have my same faith. I'm just going to say our faiths and our beliefs are different, but I still love you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a person, as a human being. Mm-hmm. But did we do Simon? I mean, I think that's that's, that's the nutshell. That's okay. Simon. So shall we talk Lucy or shall we talk Bink and Hinkle? <laughs> Which this is, I want them to make a show called Bink and Hinkle. <laughs> that would be a fun show. I think I think that would be the ultimate spinoff of this episode. I I really like Bink. Let's talk about them. So, um. Mrs. Bink is back. And I love I totally her. I think she's a drunk. Like she's she's legit batshit. Yeah. Dude. Like sh- the, the way, way that she, she talks and acts. I mean, she's li- like literally crazy. Are you telling me? I swear to God. I swear to God, she's hilarious. But at the same time, she's obviously not batshit. No. Because sh- she's always coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. She knows a lot more than you think she knows. Her delivery is just weird. It's, yeah. Like it's the actress. The, the actress has made a choice to play her as like this crazy person yeah. you know and it's hilarious i don't know i love i love bink a lot <laughs> but um so he so she comes to eric and um they're going to visit a odile hinkle in like a retirement community mm-hmm. place because bink is convinced that hinkle is here against her will that her kids have put her up here that she doesn't want to be here that she never wanted to sell her beautiful house whatever yeah. And that clearly, like, something is wrong in this picture. Mm-hmm. And so Eric needs to step in and help. Always Eric needs to step Always. in and help. Well, because he's Bink's guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when whenever Bink needs something, it's like, my minister Eric can yeah. take care of it. You know, it's so cute. Um, so anyway, so they go to this place. And the security person at the front desk is like, oh, Mrs. Hinkle is asked to be left alone. She doesn't want visitors. She doesn't want to see anybody, whatever. And Bink's like, uh, yeah, but, like, this is me now <laughs> like yeah. I'm her best friend and like clearly something's wrong here so like I need to see her and he's like I'm sorry I can't help you so they 
pretend like they're gonna leave a note i mean they leave her a note but the guy puts the room number on that Mm -hmm. on the note thing so now like they know what room she's in and so then they go back the next day I think they pretty much went up that day. Yeah, except that, except that cut to Annie and Eric are talking and Eric's oh. like, they wouldn't let us see her, so we're going to go back tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. So they go back the next day. They go straight to her room because now they know where she is. <laughs> no, I was with you. I thought the same thing when they when, when they got the room number and like went off. I was like, oh, but then they didn't. Then they talked to Annie, so yeah. I was like, okay, I guess they didn't do it. They just got the room number today, and then tomorrow they'll plan their approach or whatever. So the next day they go to visit Hinkle, mm-hmm. and she lets them in, and you know they're like checking out the place, and she's got like boxes of stuff all over her like new apartment or whatever, and. Thinks like, oh, yeah, so, like, you know, you like it here, you know, your new digs. And Hinkle's like, I love it here. You know, I've been wanting to get rid of my place. It's too big. The lawn is too much to take care of. So much things going on in the house. I'm starting to feel vulnerable alone in that old big house, you know, whatever. And Bink's like, I'm not buying it, man. Yeah. Like, you never once told me these things that you're saying now, yeah. you know, because Hinkle's whole thing is like, we talk about this all the time. Like, yeah. I've been saying for months how much I want to get rid of my place. And I Bink's just- like, we never have talked about this your kids are part of this and Hinkle's like my kids have been very helpful I don't know what you're talking about I still find it funny when she mentioned her refrigerator makes ice oh, yeah. in little perfect crescents <laughs> <laughs> and so Eric's thing is like okay so you're good you'll let us know if you need anything right like mm-hmm. like because he's he comes he sees the situation all is well she yeah. seems happy everything's cool and I don't think he would have thought twice about it. I honestly don't. So when they leave, um, Binks like she's lying. Yeah. Like there's no way. Like she's com- like something's not right. This is fishy. It's not good. It's not good. And um, and Eric's like, dude, we can't do anything. Leave it alone. Like yeah. she's fine. She's fine. Like you saw her. She's of sound body and mind. <laughs> like no one's like mal. Like you know she's not malnourished. She doesn't yeah. have like shackles. You know or whatever. Like. Because Bink's telling him before they go in there, she goes, she goes, I've seen places like this. She might be tied to the bed. She might not have any food. <laughs> Mind you, Hinkle's living her best life, yeah. okay? Oh, it's so funny. So Eric's like, we're just not going to do anything, okay? And if she needs something, she'll reach out to me and everything will be fine. And what does Binks do? Binks. yourself a minister. <laughs> like, Walks shuts up. the door in his face. <laughs> I love her. Fucking love her so much. She's great. I need we need more like I want her to I want her to be throughout the entire series like, like she's fun so fun like in real life yeah she's so fun um so anyway so Eric isn't gonna do anything about it whatever and then he just oh when he talks to Annie about it Annie's like yeah I get I get bank you know like it's kind of a bummer like she's selling her house mm-hmm. like that's the house that we like it's Hinkle's house you yeah. know whatever so that makes Eric like a little bit more um i'm gonna go check out the open house exactly so when he does we meet her kids hinkle's kids and can i just say why is this a thing anytime there's like shitty like adult kids why are they always like like lame and like unmarried or like problematic (laughs) you know like well the daughter is married yeah but she doesn't look it That was so bad that I just said that. (laughs) But do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, this... There's this image that TV does of, like, 
of kids in this situation. Well, they're going to want they're you to shitty. not like them. Yeah, I guess. I so, mean, that's exactly the point. You know, there's always going to be that one person that can play that character because they also have the look. And that, ki- and that guy, the guy, the guy that plays their son, where do we know? We know him from like from Buffy so and everything things. else, right? Okay, Honey, he's so familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. Arachnophobia. If you've ever seen She's those. familiar too, but okay. I couldn't quite place her. You, you can't? No. Well, here's the thing though. With her, it's weird because she's done... She has... Well... Yeah, okay. Her filmography, whatever. It's pretty long. Um, She's been... She's always like a random side character. Mm, yeah. Did you ever... Uh, I mean, this is the one that's popping into my mind right away. Did you ever watch Runaway Bride? Yeah. Okay, so she's uh one of Maggie's... Weird how I remember the character's name. That's Julia Roberts, right? Yeah. Mary, uh, one of Maggie's like relatives or something. Like she's uh, one of the cooks. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. She's always playing a chick like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like someone's exactly. aunt or whatever. She, yeah. She, I know she's done more right now, but I'm kind of forgetting. I'm, yeah. All right. So anyway. Focus on your eggs, Bob. I remember that <laughs> line. How weird is that? Yeah, I said it. You are... I don't. It just stays <laughs> there. I don't decide. No, no. It's funny to me because, because like the the amount of like encyclopedia encyclopedialic. Oh my god. The amount of encyclopedic knowledge that mm. you have um, about like movies and stuff like that is the amount of encyclopedic knowledge I have exactly about, I mean, about exactly one thing, and that is Friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> Friends is the only thing or show or movie or whatever that I have that much knowledge about. Well, yeah, I don't even need to watch this. <laughs> and yours is so you. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, totally. Yeah, I don't need to watch this. My proudest, I told you this, I'm sure. I don't, know if that, I don't know if I've said it on the show, but my proudest moment of all time is my, I didn't, I walked into a room and saw friends on the screen but it was a moment of like not talking but like I literally walked into the room saw Chandler and Monica and then proceeded to quote the next five lines of dialogue from like (laughs) one second of a visual and I said it all out loud and then I turned to my grandma who was watching and then the lines came and she's like you're crazy yeah No, it's, it's weird though. You don't realize what stays there. But here's the thing though: with like Runaway Bride is not my favorite movie. No, I, I know. Have a movie. No, I know. But but, but because you saw it and it made an impression, and that's all that matters. Like it's weird. I can hear like a soundtrack, and I can be like, oh, it's that movie from that. Scene. See, that's Plus, see now that's even me. crazier. Dialogue is one thing, but soundtrack. No, <laughs> like, I yeah, I can do that <laughs> at random times. But yeah, weird. Whatever. So these two, <laughs> these this the sibling pair are selling the house, right? And Eric goes up to them and he's like, oh, hi, you know, I'm your mom's minister, Eric Camden. And they're like, hi, hi, Eric, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. they know him. And then then um, Eric mentions, like, oh, it's really sad to see, like, you know, that the house is going to be sold. And so it's, it's, it's always been Hinkle's house, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the kids proceed to say the exact same words. Yeah. The, the lawn is too big. She's feeling, vul- like, you know, she's yeah, feeling vulnerable, like, vulnerable, saying all these exact, like, word-for-word explanations mm-hmm. that Hinkle just gave him. And that's when you're like, oh, okay, the that's what's going up. on. Yeah. Like, total, like, subtle insistence shit, you know? Like, the kids have convinced Hinkle that she d- shouldn't stay here. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they want to sell this house, probably the money. Um, Jay, do you know the neighborhood? Where they what film? neighborhood? Oh, no. Should I? Is it always no. the same? I mean, I guess so. I, I can't help but feel this is Pasadena. 
The I will say because Hinkle's house. Hinkle's house did have a very familiar sense to me. It's a craftsman home, so it's just like it, it makes you think. Maybe old school Pasadena. I don't. Does know. it? Pasadena has a lot of craftsman homes. But you know where else is old school like that? Um, the Atwater area. You're right. But they but that and they have like Spanish style homes too. A That's lot of true. Spanish. Less less the style of Hinkle's home. You're yeah. right. But and then if it's not Atwater, there is a place. Um, it's not Atwater, but it's like it's further south. It's kind of like in the in the like Hispanic sections of Hollywood for lack of a better term. Um, but it's this weird like dichotomy area of like, there's like really bad parts and then these beautiful craftsman homes that mm-hmm. have been there for like a hundred years or whatever Gotta figure out where in big like tree lined streets and stuff. And that house reminded me that like it could belong on that street mm-hmm. or like those streets of that neighborhood that it's escaping me now. Like every time, um, not every time. Cause yeah, I watched seventh heaven on repeat. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, what was it uh, in season one, that episode when Simon dry or no, not Simon, obviously when, um, when he wins the car and they go yeah, for the, go for the joyride. Up. Yeah. That, made me think of um pasadena but like uh you would have to exit like, like i can even imagine what sure sure, sure. Like you would have to exit maybe allen or hill and oh go sure further up yeah this I'm, me of that. I'm following you there i'm following you to that area streets are so wide pasadena is like Very the only wide. neighborhood that i know that has like such wide streets like that you know where else has relatively wide streets is um like the Chatsworth, mm. Granada Hills area. Yeah, Granada Hills definitely. Yeah, or they have a lot of like homes that uh, that just you know came out in the sixties. They have mm-hmm. that um, retro mm-hmm. deco vibe. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Now was this had this been two years later or three years later? I would have said that they were filming in Simi Valley because Simi Valley was like just getting developed and and it was like ripe for filming stuff because there was like, you know, very cheap and, you know, easy to do and whatever. I want to figure out where they film it because half these neighborhoods are really pretty. Beautiful. Beautiful. And where do they get the foliage? Because, you know, in Los Angeles, like we don't really have trees that go like red and yellow and shit like you know it's like those are very specific areas where you see trees like that i'm gonna say pasadena i i like it i like it i could see it i could see that being in the the 90s where they would go to get like suburb you know Mm -hmm. shots and stuff keep saying pasadena and then of course another movie comes into my mind about pasadena oh the rumor has it did i make that up Oh my god, they, they, there is Pasadena in that one too. <laughs> no. What were you thinking Have of? Have you watched the movie uh, Blast from the Past? E, no. The one with Brendan I know Fisher it, and... but I never saw it. Okay. Uh, um, I was about to say Carrie Fisher. Wrong. Uh, Sissy Spacek uh, plays Brendan Fraser's mom in the movie. Mm. And she goes into... <laughs> is that the one where he like lived in a bunker or yeah, some shit? Yeah, for 35 okay. years. And so uh, at, on his way out, the mom is like, I think you should date someone from Pasadena. The girls from Pasadena always seem a little nicer. <laughs> like, what does that matter? But I just, I, just I love how Pasadena is like, it's so funny because it seems like so removed from LA mm. and yet it's like literally a hop, skip and a jump. Yep. <laughs> it's like right yep. over there, you know, but it seems like, oh, you're in Pasadena, yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you ever, I love driving around Pasadena, like around like the neighborhoods. 
Oh, it's beautiful. The homes there. Beautiful. They're, they're just so pretty. Yeah. It's worth just driving around. I know. Have like, you know, coffee with you <clears throat> and just drive around. And it look like we should cheaper, do that. We should do that. One of those like nights, you know, when we're Which just is- like up really late mm. and it's like we have nothing else to do. Yeah. And we're just like not tired or whatever. Let's just like do that. Usually when I can't. When does that happen ever usually anymore? Usually if I can't like sleep or if I just feel like going, like I want to have a conversation. Mm. Inject. You just talk to yourself. <laughs> that too. But no, there's, I would hope that there's a passenger, but I always suggest us going out for a drive mm. and that will, and it's so crazy. I love driving at night only because how easy it is to get around the city. True. So much. Taking surface streets from inland, whatever, on the east side, driving all the way out to the beach. Yep. 30 minutes surface streets. I know. It's awesome. I know. And I, and I do that a lot. Really? I do it a lot. Where's I, my invite? I'd like to know. Well, it's usually really late, and I don't know what you're doing. I'm sleeping, guaranteed. Well, yeah, so there are times where I'm like, like, I feel like going asked. for a drive, and I do that. That's awesome. I'm just wasting gas. I've done that before, though. I used to do it more. I, I don't have nights like that very much anymore, yeah. where I'm just like, I'm like wired, and I need to go for a drive. Nowadays, I'm like, if the lights are even somewhat dim, I'm falling asleep. Yeah. It's so bad. No, I still I still do that. I don't. I, I That's just, awesome. I find it funny, but I do. <laughs> okay, so let's get through this Hinkle story so we can talk about the meat of this episode. Okay. Um. So these kids are like fully trying to like scam their mom, whatever. And so Eric goes to bank and he's like, you were right. You need to go figure this out. So they go back to Hinkle and they say like, you know, we talked to your kids it seems like y'all are studying for the same test. Like, it's weird how you guys are saying the same thing, mm-hmm. whatever. And Hinkle, so cute. She's like, not a test. More like we all agreed on what we'd say. Yeah. <laughs> so she agrees, like, where she she tells Eric and Bank, like, you know, my kids need money and they're so not resourceful that they just come straight back home to mommy and ask for money. Yeah. So they need the house. They I need to sell the house so that she can vacation while she still can and that he can pay off his credit card debts, whatever. Yeah. And Eric's like, but, and she goes, she goes, and they were going to have that money eventually. Like, yeah. so whatever. And he's like, yeah, but eventually it doesn't have to be today. Yeah. And basically like, um, makes her realize that like she doesn't want to give up her house just yet she's yeah. perfectly happy living alone in that her, in, in that house that she and her husband built and she doesn't want to give it up so they go back to the house and they reclaim it from her kids mm-hmm. and then this happens because it's the cutest thing we have to listen to it okay. <laughs> you want to get something yeah yeah let's... i could use a beer too okay i'm buying I'll be the designated driver. Big surprise. You're a good friend. So are you. You're not a half bad minister either. Oh, it's hell getting older. How would you know? Oh, it's just... They're so cute. Bank and Hinkle are total friendship goals. <laughs> when you get old, you get in the beer, right? Yeah. I want I want that to be you and me when we're their age. Well, I mean, I just walked into your house and asked you if you have a beer. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
But I love that. She's like, she's like, she's like, I'm hungry. You want to get something to eat? Yeah. And I'd like a beer too. <laughs> like they're so fucking cute. Like that's, that's life, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want for myself when I'm that age. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want, I don't want to be like old and gray and like worried about money or like my stupid kids or like like what's happening like i just want me and my friends to just be like let's hang out man like what else do we got to do for the next 10 15 years you know like everybody with kids and stuff just like all right one night of girls just shooting the shit and just oh (laughs) so much fun having a great and And as long as we're not as long as we're all like of sound mind and we're not senile because like because that's hard like i think that would be very hard for as we age if we're not all a pace with each other and i and i don't know i mean i'm just saying you know because i see like my grandma and stuff and like she doesn't have anybody that she can be a bink and hinkle with you know what i mean like imagine like if our group of friends one of us had an issue Oh my god! Though don't I can't even think about that. Let's not think about that. No, let's not think about it. Because like, I love all of you guys like my like like you're my brothers and sisters, and I can't deal with it. But man, yeah, it's rough. It's rough, especially as you get older. Because like you know, if we're, if we're all lucky enough to like you know get married and have children and like create lives for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, like your kids leave the nest. And then you're just you again. You know yeah. what I mean? And you need you need friends. You need to have a community around yeah. yourself, you know? And um and I just I hope that, that I hope that we all have that. Am I okay, am I the bink or the hinkle in, in our relationship? <laughs> I think I'm bink. Yeah, probably bink. <laughs> I love bink, so I'm all for I you think, being bink. I think I'm a crazy old bink. <laughs> listeners what do you think who's the bink and who's the hinkle (laughs) for sure i'm hinkle but why are you hinkle though i don't know just ask me about the beer maybe we're both (laughs) binks i don't know then we're gonna are we both hinkles no way way. yeah i don't think i'm a hinkle i don't know Dude, so I wouldn't fun. mind being that crazy old lady that lives on the street where everyone's like, oh shit, she's out again. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I'm going to be, I'm going to be that person. Imagine if I live where I live the rest of my life, right? Like, because when I moved into this place our, and I met my neighbors, um, they, they referred to my unit as mm-hmm. the, as the crazy old lady's house. So apparently like two people before me that okay. lived here was a crazy old lady to them, like, you mm-hmm. know, per their, um, assessment of her. So imagine like, I will be that person that people are referring to as like bank over here. And you know? Just make sure you don't have cats. I won't have cats. Okay. I don't, I don't believe in cats in the home. <laughs> imagine like cut to 15 years later i have cats no i i think cats make like they have a smell that like literally never leaves the house once Mm. it's in and Mm. i don't want that i'm not the biggest fan of cats because like i don't mind cats i think like they're fine but i can't get around that smell even even when i think about like i could get a cat whatever i then i think about that smell and i'm like i don't want that (laughs) it's it's rare that i like cats but in general they're afraid of me Oh, really? Yeah. I've scared cats. It's funny. Really? Yeah. I don't think anything scares a cat. Well, I've had cats like just 
many times look at me and leave the room. Like, run out of <laughs> the room. Not, that's not no, scary. No, 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 no. That's like, just cats being no, no, cats. No, but, like, I've seen... I don't know. It's just... It's funny. I know a that's lot of cats funny. don't like me. Huh. But I don't mind. Yeah, you're like, it's mutual, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's a dog and they don't love me, I'm like, oh, we oh, have problems. Oh, that's so bad. I know. Yeah, I love it when dogs love me. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm the nicest person. Of course you recognize it. Uh, dogs are the best. Hands down, dogs are the best. We lost some cat people right now. Whatever. <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I, we should put a poll on Twitter. Like, if you watch Seventh Heaven, are you a cat person or a dog person? Are you a cat person or are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um. So that's that. So that's how that one ends. Um, all's well that ends well for Bink oh, and shit. Hinkle. We still have Lucy. Yeah, dude. Okay. So this episode not only tackles the age-old question of cult versus church, it also tackles the age-old question of body shaming. Body shaming, rumors. Yeah. So. Um, I was waiting for an episode. I said, were when you? Are, when are they going to tackle on, uh, you know, like anorexia eating disorders? Yeah. Some, whatever. Because that's, I don't think body shaming, it's more about eating disorder. Mm -hmm. It's not really about body shaming. But, um, so, we're in school. It's Shelby. There we go. So, we're in school with uh, Matt and Mary and Lucy. Dude, all of them sit together? I know, that was weird. Right? That was weird. Mary and Lucy sit together, including their friends, which I don't even know that. How do they even have mutual friends, right? But they're all sitting together. I'm like, dude. I would never sit with my brother at school. Yeah, but remember how Mary... Like, we would just give each other the fucking nod, okay? No, because <laughs> no, because when, when Lucy first came to high school, Mary made it a point, like, I'm oh, going to yeah, look I'll out for there. you. Yeah. Just like Matt looks out for her. Like, yeah. why wouldn't they not be close? Oh, dude, and they're only, like, a year apart from each other or whatever, you know, or two, I guess. When I think about it, I How swear- are they all in high school together if they're each two years apart from each other? Matt's 17. Still. No, he's 17. He started off being 16. Oh, excuse me. Matt's 17. Luce, um, Mary is 15. Okay, so... And Lucy's 13? Uh, yeah, Lucy's 13. 13's young for high school. I never thought about that before. Are we missing something here? Did they do a major fuck up that we didn't pay attention to? No, I guess I never thought about it more than just the fact that she's starting high school. But isn't 13 too young for high school? I guess unless you're born late in the year, which she is. She is because she has like a November or whatever birthday. So look at us caring. Um, But no, because then she'd be older, not younger. If she had a late birthday, she'd be like 15 and starting high school, not 13 and starting high school. Man, stupid seventh heaven. Why do you got to make me think like this? Yeah. Anyway. And put them all together in school. Anyway. So, so they're all having lunch and whatever. And there's this other rando, like this fourth person there who looks over at the Shelby girl and she's like, Ooh, there she goes. Like clockwork straight to the bathroom. I bet, you know, after the meal she just ate, whatever. Yeah. So, like, spreading rumors that Shelby's bulimic. And um, 
by the way, Shelby's a person that we know. I just can't, I just didn't look her up, but I know her. Like, she's just really young. But, she is very but young. grown up Shelby is, a, is an actress, like, who we know. I think she's done a lot of random things. No, but she no, was no, no. Also no. She's also in General Hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. No, she, I know her from something. I never watched General Hospital, but I recognize her face. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Maybe I should look it up. No, you're fine. But, um, so anyway, so. Shelby, so this chick whose name I don't even think she gets a name. Who cares? The rando. Yeah, dude. She's I like, she's like, yeah, she's totally remember. bulimic or whatever. And Mary's like, you don't know that. And Matt's like, you don't know that. And Lucy's like, we could know that. <laughs> so hatches a scheme to like invite her over for dinner and studying, mm-hmm. and then you know they'll just like see what happens after that or mm-hmm. whatever. It was just horrible, and I don't like it. And I. And I was able to come to a realization about what it is that this show does that really bothers me during the course of this storyline. But we'll get to it. Um, So so Lucy like invites Shelby over, kind of like corners her and is like, oh, I don't know anything about math. Can I come over and we'll have dinner and we can study or whatever. And so Shelby's like, I'll have to ask my mom, but sounds good. Thanks. You know, whatever. Like super like unassuming, really sweet girl. Um, and that, and that rando's like, I can't believe you're doing this. Oh my God. And Mary's like, I can't believe you're doing this either. Like you're an idiot, you know? And, and Lucy's caddy. Yeah. And Lucy's like, I'm just trying to be like helpful and like get information or whatever. You know, you're not, you're just trying to fuel the gossip machine. You're being very like nosy and whatever. Like you're more curious than, than trying to be helpful. You know what I mean? Um, so the day of the dinner comes and oh no so yeah so so the day of the dinner comes and um they have where she offers her a snack first well i'm I'm trying to get to the point where i where i had my realization but i think it's after all of this happens right so because it's when it's after dinner after annie finds out about what they've done yeah when she tells Lucy, like, you know, if you think she's bulimic, you know, why, why aren't you trying to be helpful rather than just like bring her into this house for like the mm-hmm. spectacle of it all? Like, oh, like, let's give her dinner to see what happens or whatever, yeah. you know? And Annie's like, you know, bulimia is a, bi- a bigger issue and something that requires a lot more sensitivity and maturity than you've shown in this instance, you yeah. know, whatever. And like puts her in her place, basically. Yeah. Right. My problem with all of that is this. And this is a sh- thing that the show continues to do over and over again, is that Lucy is supposed to be a protagonist. Right. Like for, for all intents and purposes, like Lucy is one of our main characters. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to like like her and like put ourselves in her shoes yeah. and whatever. OK. Why are they constantly making her or like the other kids like not act or behave in the right way and then one of the adults comes in and goes like you didn't behave the right way here's how you should have behaved here's the lesson you should have learned from this or that or or here's the lesson that you're learning from this Mm. it's like and because because then you're putting the audience like you're right I did relate to Lucy and now I'm being told that I was wrong and like scolded by my television mom like you learned this lesson like that's stupid why not just have Lucy model the behavior that you want her to model yeah you know write her as being somebody who gets that bulimia is a big deal who knows how to handle it properly whatever and let that be the lesson that me the audience learns you know what I mean Mm. it's stupid it's and it's I think it's a sign of the 90s times you know oh yeah 
I think it's how television was done. I've been watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, for no reason other than I hate myself apparently, and um, ah, and it's 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 of the same time. It was ninety six to oh three, mm-hmm. um, so very much of the same time and same shit like. Sabrina like has like you know just learns about her powers and stuff so she's testing her limits with them you know she's like fucking with spells and she's doing stupid shit and and the ants don't tell her not to until things go wrong and they're like now did you learn your lesson about when to use that spell and when not to it's like can't she just use the spells appropriately and then we're like cool she knew what to do (laughs) like yeah like and i'll learn just as much from that as much as if you tell me like you were wrong do this instead it's stupid i don't like it i guess they all just followed a formula I guess. I think they all thought that like it wouldn't have made good television. You like to see people do bad things and then make it right in the end. And Maybe the adults like is. save the day. Like yeah. the, the adults are the moral center of the show or whatever. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I'm not. I'm not shitting on, on it. I mean, it, if it seems it's like okay that's how you, you make. No, no. <laughs> I'm. Uh, let me like organize my thoughts a little bit. So I guess the conclusion I'm coming to is. I guess this is how they made television in the 90s, like whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or like late 90s, early 2000s, whatever. Like, I guess that's just that was how stories were told, you know, through that lens through that model of like, yeah. kids are going to be kids and the adults will save the day. Well, but as you're saying that, I just remembered Boy Meets World. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But see. But, but Boy Meets World was funny. Well, Boy Meets World was funny. And also Boy Meets World was set up like they had a built in hook, which is that Corey and um, Sean. Sean are like idiots. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like they're like, they're always going to fuck up because they're boys and they're stupid, you know? <laughs> and, and, and you love them despite that. Yeah. But like here, like, I don't feel like I love Lucy despite her complete insensitivity to believe me. No, she annoys the shit out of me in every you know? episode. I don't, I don't love Mary despite the fact that she's, like, weird about boys and stuff. Like, like I shouldn't have to like these kids. Or, to put that better, the point of these kids are to like them for the kids that they are. Yeah. So make them the good people that you want them to be to begin with then. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I agree. I don't I know. I agree. I don't know. But, um, okay, so basically, you know, they invite this girl over and at dinner she's like, she's like, I guess she, I guess we're supposed to think that she's eating a lot, but it's hilarious because the only shot of her eating is like her putting a spoon of mashed potatoes and only like putting like the tip of it in her mouth, like yeah. barely eating it or whatever, mm-hmm. and like putting it down and then Simon offers her a roll. And she's like, I can't. I'm so full, whatever. And then she like runs off to the bathroom. So, um, so like Annie follows her, yeah, to kind of get to the bottom of it. And then that's when we get this scene. Oh, hi! You left so suddenly. I, uh, I wanted to make sure you were okay. Usually, the kids run to the bathroom on the nights their dad cooks for them. <laughs> you think I just threw up? I'm not sure what to think. No, I was just brushing my braces. Oh. Um, but, you know, it's okay that you think I have an eating disorder. It's less embarrassing than the truth. Which is? I'm hungry. What? You know, my, my mom's welfare and stuff got cut off, and things are tough. So tough that you don't have enough to eat? Sometimes, but, you know, it's okay. No, it's not okay. 
Yeah, and we're going to do something about no, it. No, no, I don't want you to do anything about it. And I don't want people to know that I'm poor. Nobody has to know anything. Even Mary and Lucy? Yes. They're really nice, but I know why they invited me over. Word gets around. I figured whatever you were having for dinner would be better than what we were having, and I'm really sorry that I used them. And you. You're not using anybody. You're accepting an invitation that you and your family have here anytime. We can work something out, starting with the church's Meals on Wheels program. Make sure I have your address before you go home. Okay. Mm -hmm. This killed me. Really? <laughs> it like literally killed me. Because I didn't... Right when she walked away from the, from the table, I was like, I bet it's not bulimia. I bet she's just brushing her braces. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I got it. Like, I figured this mystery out, you know, yeah. and they're all going to feel like shit for thinking she was bulimic. I did not expect the added layer of oh. she's hungry and they have no food. Yeah. And it like literally killed me. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it was devastating. It kills me. Poor girl. All she can think is like, I don't want people to know I'm poor. Yeah. And I came over because I figured you guys will have better food than I have had at my house. Like, that's awful. <laughs> That's awful, and I can't even imagine, like, how true that is for so many people mm -hmm. still to this day. Like, that's, I don't even know what to say more about that. Not cool. And I love, too, that Annie never tells any, like never tells the girls mm -hmm. like she keeps that confidence yeah. like because because it's after this scene that the whole conversation with lucy happens i think right and um and excuse me and 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 so lucy's like so what happened and annie's like nothing she's brushing her teeth her braces and she's like that's it and she goes that's all you're gonna tell people at school yeah <laughs> Like, that's all you're getting out of me, too, honey. Good job, you know? Mom. Yeah. Annie's so awesome, dude. Fucking Annie. Fucking Annie. <laughs> um, but, yeah. That's really what what it comes down to is, like, it's just not bulimic. Which, I guess, is kind of, like, a lame... Um, it's like a really lame bait and switch, right? Yeah. Like they like they tried to make us think like, oh, we're gonna go down this eating disorder yeah. road, and then not at all. Which, whatever, that's fine. Even better that there's no eight year olds with eating disorders out there. But Thank you. yeah, but um, but maybe they'll still maybe that leaves the door open then for them to do an actual eating disorder episode, you know, where someone's actually right. battling yeah. bulimia or anorexia or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it in this season. Probably. Well, maybe not though. I mean, who knows? Because if they were going to do it, no, this is still early in the season. So, yeah, they yeah. They, they still have, like, sweeps and stuff yep. when they could, like, bring in the juice, you know? Right now, I'm already just like, okay, next episode. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of like, um, like, it wasn't a bad episode. In fact, it was one of the better ones, I think. Because mm -hmm. it didn't, it wasn't, like, ham-fisted, you know, it didn't feel... It had more laughs, probably. Yeah. Than the usual. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it in the way that I liked um, No Weddings and a Funeral. Mm. You know, where I, like where I came away from it like, cool, okay. Like, not a bad ep. You yeah. know, like, it had its moments. It mm. could have been better in certain parts, for sure. 
like that with that couple or whatever, you know, but um, what couple in in episode four. But yeah, so it's not bad. Um, Who did you relate to in this episode? I'm stumped. I don't think anybody. Mm. I. um, Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm really. Nope. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I'm trying to think uh, for me, it's like a toss up between hmm. I don't know, maybe Mary in the sense of like putting Lucy in her place like, oh, about like, you like you're doing this wrong, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you're an idiot. And I also love how after Lucy storms out of that room, when Annie turns to Mary and she's like, She's like, you should have known better. I don't like that. that you didn't like that? I like how Mary's like, I did. I just didn't know uh, how to stop it. No, that stuff is fine. But it's just, it's one of those things where, and you should have known better. Why does the blame have to even That's true. Her? That's true. Like, like, you, like you're like you're expecting like, one kid to police the other kid. No, like, and it's not only like that, though. You don't think that other child of yours has a mind of its own and it doesn't have its own convictions to be like, no, nah, hell no, or being stubborn? Like, come on. Well, you're, I think it was more from a place of like, I think... Annie relies on the older ones to set the, a good example. Okay, I get that. Not she just did the that, same thing with Matt. She's yeah, like, she's like, and you shouldn't have said turning in. You know, yeah, you her. should have known that that an eleven year old doing that to a seventeen year old is different than a seventeen year old doing that to an eleven year old yeah. or whatever. But I didn't take it from a bad place. Bad place. I took it more just like, oh, like how did this go on under your watch? <laughs> kind yeah. of, you know. I don't know, but I, yeah, I don't. Know. I I just didn't like how automatically. You should have known better. Bro, chill. I told her. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, maybe that was Annie's misconception. Like, maybe she thought Mary was part of this. Mm-hmm. And so she turned on Mary, not from a sense of, like, you should have been able to control Lucy. Yeah. More just like, I can't believe you're in on this. Yeah. And then Mary was able to be like, this wasn't about me. I, I knew this was wrong. I just didn't know how to stop it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if I had to relate to anybody, I guess it'd be Mary, kind of maybe Bink-ish. <laughs> I like Bink-ish better no, than Mary. No, you know what? I lied. I lied. I'm. I, the more I think about it, because I remember having this thought, it's Matt that I relate to in this scenario mm. or in this episode because I've had this exact same situation with my younger siblings where I've said something or done something, and I'll, and I'll give an example, but where I've said something that has un and an unintentionally like made an impression on them that like lasted oh shit so <laughs> this is so embarrassing um so like they were really young they they must have been like three or two or whatever um well three i guess three and four probably so and i didn't want to like cursed in front of them but they were being really annoying and i wanted that and i was like yelling at them to like get out of my room and so i said something like like you guys are a bunch of inuits like purposely because i didn't want to call them idiots Mm. but and i also knew that they didn't know what an inuit was so i was like i'll get away with it (laughs) 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 like Like, they'll know that I'm calling them a quote-unquote bad word without me actually calling them a quote-unquote bad word. (laughs) And this is nothing, like, this is not me being racist against Inuits. It's me just, like, coming up with a word that, like, that 
You're- supplanted the word idiot. Okay. Uh-huh. So I don't know if supplanted was the right word there, but anyway, um, replaced. So I call them Inuits like two minutes later. They're now shouting idiot, idiot from the top of their lungs. (gasps) And that became how they would refer to idiots, idiots, idiots. (laughs) And my parents, my parents were like, where did they learn idiots? (laughs) Where is this coming from? (laughs) <laughs> so dumb. Where is so this dumb. coming from? Like, how did they learn idiot? You know. But it was so funny that they took, like, like. I think it would have been easier if I just called them idiots. They probably would have fucked it up, and it wouldn't have sounded like idiots. Like I gave them Inuits, yeah. and they came back with idiots. <laughs> like it's so great. <laughs> it's so great. How old were you? Well, if they were three and four, then I was old enough to know better. Um, <laughs> like 10 or something, probably. I'm even old enough to know better. I fucking love that. <laughs> old enough to not be fighting with three and four year olds. <laughs> but like, why not? I mean, they're your siblings. They could be any age at that point, yeah. I guess. Case in point, Matt and Simon. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's Matt for sure for me in this instance. The more I think about it. Shall we rate the episode? Sure. I mean, unless you have any stray observations. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do actually. I loved I liked Annie's hair in this episode. I liked that, her that, hair that, a lot. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean I don't have more to say about it. <laughs> it's you know what I also find funny? The skirt that she, I the little black number with the pink shirt yeah. that she's wearing. Like, that skirt is back. Oh, yeah. It's totally back. Like, everything in the 90s is back in style, which I find funny. That black weird. skirt that Annie's wearing yeah. is a Rachel skirt, for sure. That's oh, totally yes. Rachel's style in, mm-hmm. like, season two, three of Friends. Yeah. Which is when this would have been. Oh, dude, you're so right. Yeah. I mean, it's... I say Rachel, but, like, whatever. It's the sign of the times. Like, yeah. it's the style of the times. But I just... It reminded me so much of, like, a racial Rachel fashion, you know, like... Like a short skirt with like mm-hmm. a tucked in blouse, you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, okay. So do you want to go first with your rating? Okay. Five? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. I'm going to give this episode an eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. I liked it. It, w- it was up there for me. Because <laughs> I didn't find much to dislike about it. Like... <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I start backwards. Like, what didn't I like about this episode? Um, but I thought it was fine. I thought mm-hmm. it was a fair episode. I, it had its moments. I liked that the characters were served pretty well, like, like fairly evenly yeah, and yeah. stuff, you know? There was no, like, major leaps of logic, mm-hmm. like, or, like, craziness that usually happens in a 7th of an episode. Um, I don't know. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious now to see what I gave four weddings and a funeral or not four no weddings and a funeral um i don't know if i gave it an eight i probably gave it like a six or something maybe but anyway anything else to talk about before you wrap up this guy no yeah i don't think so either (laughs) all right so follow us at for heaven's sake pod um at all the places it'll be in the liner notes um, Look send, for it. yeah, 
or you can send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com and till next time bye